Hello and welcome to UC Today, I'm Senior Editor Tom Wright and in this session we're going to be talking about the challenges associated with data sovereignty. But to kick us off, I'd like to start by asking the panellists to introduce themselves. Uh, Musa, perhaps we could start with you. Okay, uh, hello everybody, I'm Musa Zagdoud, I'm uh, in charge of the uh, cloud business activity for Alcatelison Enterprise, uh, which is um, related to all the digital transformation um, products and solutions um, present in uh, more than 80 countries. And um, we are providing solutions for communication, for connectivity, and obviously also for the cloud. Yes, hi, uh, François Guiraud. I am the VP Business Development and Chief uh, Digital Officer for NX of France. So NX of France is a system integrator and service provider uh, looks after enterprises' business on the French market. And uh, we uh, provide services on communication and collaborations, uh, networks, uh, data centers, and uh, cyber security. And hi, I'm Sylvain Henry. I'm the Chief Sales Officer at OVH Cloud. OVH Cloud is a cloud service provider, the European leader, and uh, we are offering cloud services to companies to enable them to embrace the cloud promise from YAS to PaaS, Hence, we are the root of many digital transformation across the world. We are servicing across the world around 1,600,000 customers out of our three, uh, 35 data centers now. So to start with, could you talk through some of the biggest challenges that businesses face when it comes to data sovereignty? Well, um, especially with, uh, you know, uh, with, with, with the pandemic, uh, digital transformation is at the heart of uh, uh, enterprises' transformation, and and data uh, is at the heart of this digital transformation initiative. Uh, so data is now you know, like petrol, or is, is the petrol of uh, of the new uh, you know of the enterprises. And as a part of that, you know what is about data sovereignty? Data sovereignty is about you know to protect. Uh, and to apply specific rules on, on, on the data. So, so data sovereignty and data protection uh, is at the heart of all the uh, digital transformation of enterprises. Uh, on top of that, there are some new regulations uh, that enterprises must comply with. So data sovereignty is, you know, is now at the heart of the CIO, uh, the CISO, and uh, even uh, sometimes the executive of the of the, of, our, of our customers. So they are required, especially when data is on the cloud. So the customers uh, are asking us, you know, to provide them with uh, the assurance of where the the data is stored and how the data is uh, is managed. And from an end-to-end -end point of view, so what the customers are asking us is how this data is stored and managed from our point of view and from all our suppliers' point of view. So what is required is an end-to-end view about you know, uh, the data location and management. Yeah, thank you, uh, Francois. Let me add one thing. I think, first of all, in my opinion, the biggest risk right now, the biggest challenge is the reputational challenge, meaning as you said, it's extremely important to understand who is in charge of my data, uh, what is being done with my data, where is it going, is it transiting, am I compliant with the rules and the regulation of my country and the countries of my, my uh, customers or users. Those uh, things combined can drive reputational risks because uh, the regulation nowadays is just saying that, for example, across Europe, 
uh, the um, uh, Cloud Act and the ability for the US government to um, require access to data outside of any country um, is just not compliant with GDPR. And although we, th we saw some uh, political announcement, still, uh, the fact is that right now it's not compatible. So what's the risk of a company dealing with data uh, that, you know, their users or customer can just, uh, you know, at some point uh, sue or start to, you know, some buzz around social media about the bad usage of the data. So that's really the biggest risk and the biggest challenge right now, reputational. Um, on the back of some legal requirements that are pretty clear uh, uh, nowadays. So it's extremely important for uh, companies to understand, as you said, end-to-end. -end. And, and this starts with not only uh, the SaaS provider that I'm using, but also all the food chains that leads to the SaaS, right? And, and from the infrastructures, the roots of the digital transformation, all the way to uh, <clears throat> how are we uh, working out the data, processing the data, extracting the data, using the data, exposing uh, the data. And just last bit of information. I think it's extremely important as well to understand that there were many discussions around encryption, for example. And encryption is just a lock on your bike. It doesn't prevent bike from being stolen. So that I think is also important to, uh, to keep in mind. <clears throat> so I concur completely to, to your two um, uh, words here. I think that uh, as a communication solution provider and vendor, it's our duty. Uh, we must provide solutions that are ensuring that uh, security and, and sovereignty level. Why? Just because communication communication means that you exchange data, of course, obviously. And uh, in our business, uh, we are talking about enterprises and companies that are exchanging that data while they are communicating. And for the majority of times, this data is critical because they are talking about their businesses, they're talking about products, and they're exchanging a lot of information. So on our side, the challenge has been uh, first of all, to make sure that all the solutions that we are providing, which means the technical uh, aspect of it, we have to use the best in class, the standards of, of the encryption and all the methodologies to make sure that, that we are reaching that level of security and, and of course, obviously, as a consequence, confidentiality. That's the first challenge, but this is what we are doing since years now. And the second challenge is that while we're talking about this um, sovereignty, we are talking about data that sometimes is kept in the in the company on in the company premises. Sometimes it is going to the cloud. Sometimes it's in the middle because, of course, people are exchanging. And our challenge as a, a solution vendor is to make sure that we are taking into account all the contexts of the customers, whether they are purely uh, working on premise or, of course, where they are uh, on the full mobility, to make sure that every. Uh, all, all these information are um, well managed in terms of sovereignty, so stored in the right um, environment, and we'll come back to it uh, later on, but also encrypted, secured from a technical standpoint. And at the end of the day, we are providing user experience. So we, are, do, we do, do have to make sure that at the end, while we're taking care about this sovereignty, we have to make it easy for, for the users. And are there any specific industry verticals where data sovereignty is a particularly important issue? Well, I think there are, uh, you know, to, to, my, to my understanding, there are a lot of verticals that are extremely sensitive to, uh, to data sovereignty. Uh, but, you know, if we have to pick and, and put a kind of hierarchy, in my opinion, we start with uh, anything related to the public sector. Uh, I think, you know, as citizens, uh, as parents, uh, so for the education, uh, you need to pay attention to the way the data is being managed. And, and uh, it's a matter of uh, sovereignty, which is a, a buzzword that has been oftenly, uh, very oftenly used recently. 
Uh, but when it comes to public sectors, uh, data processings about citizens, you owe citizens um, at least the sovereignty and the respect of the law uh, that you have uh, voted for uh, at the European level, at least, and, and then obviously at the national uh, level. So public sector, in my opinion, is a very sensitive vertical uh, to, to this uh, data sovereignty topic. But you have other very sensitive data. I mentioned educations and and you know that education can go way beyond just the borders of public sectors. Similarly, healthcare, uh, you know, and out of a pandemic or out uh, soon to be out of, uh, you know, I hope so. Um, there are a lot of questions about the way we are using the data, especially the healthcare data, and and how we can trade the healthcare data at what price. It's extremely important also to uh, to have uh, the right governance here. And then I would say, you know, uh, and especially spe thinking about uh, uh, companies that are in the B2B uh, activities, I think, at, you know, you want to treat your employees exactly as citizens should be treated. So HR software, for example, HR data is also extremely important because it's not because you're a worker that you're not a citizen. So you, or you are uh, eligible to the same rights. Uh, and, and finally, consumer data, especially the one that is being used for uh, marketing, for PR, or for ad uh, purpose. Here as well, we need to be extremely careful with the way this data is being exposed. Not to mention, uh, you know, the data that is extremely regulated already. Uh, if you think about uh, financial data, for example, it's also extremely regulated. You have some certifications also that are regulating the healthcare, as I already mentioned. But you have to pay attention to one thing. All the existing certifications that are around they are mandatory, but they do not guarantee the data sovereignty. Very few certifications are already out there which are to uh, guarantee the data sovereignty. France is, is leading by example with the Secnum Cloud certification. Uh, soon, I hope, European uh, Union will adopt uh, similar certifications. But that's you know pretty much it. The other ones are not really fully sovereign as, uh, as it should be with regards especially to the obligation of the GDPR in Europe. So uh, I would like to add that indeed, it's, uh, as you said, Sylvain, it's very country dependent, actually. Each country has right now its own regulation. So we're tending to converge there, especially in Europe. And I, I hope so, because otherwise we will go through different and, and very uh, uh, complicated certifications, but we need them. And as a solution vendor, we see that indeed, um, in terms of the communication needs, we see those verticalization happening, healthcare, education, government, transportation, and so on. And obviously, the sovereignty is more critical for governmental organizations, as you said, for uh, education, which is part of, of, of it, and also healthcare. And for that, we have some standards that we have to, to, uh, to go through, like... Uh, uh, HIPAA in the US for healthcare, um, uh, AGS in France as well. You have also the same kind of certification in the education. As you said, Secnum Cloud for governmental organization in France. All those certifications are important or mandatory, but they're not guaranteeing anything in terms of, uh, of security, but we have to have them. And um, again, as uh, service providers, as vendors, we need to go through them and make sure that at the end, we are uh, looking at standard um, certification because this is where we can create uh, real value and ensure our customers of the reliability of our solutions. On top of that, I would say that for the French market, but I think the same on, on each of the different markets, you know, all the customers, all the sizes, uh, all the sectors 
uh, they have to uh, to look after uh, data sovereignty and uh, and data and data protection. They are obliged to do it with GDPR, especially in Europe and in uh, in France. Uh, but I think our value in terms of uh, system integrators and service providers uh, is to bring them uh, the um, uh, is to bring them uh, the advices in order for them to be compliant uh, with this regulation and to understand how their uh, all their data is protected. Obviously, you have all the uh, certification and habilitation, and, and uh, you know, as it was already said, we must comply uh, with these uh, you know certifications. And as a system integrator and service provider, you know, we are constantly looking, you know, to uh, to uh, to get their certification and to uh, and to uh, and to get them in, you know as soon as, as soon as soon as possible. On top of that, for the largest accounts and largest enterprises, you know, as I said, you know, it's on the uh, CIO and CISO agenda uh, to uh, you know to manage this data sovereignty and data protection. So for this kind of customers, you know, they are looking after POCs, a proof of concept, and detailed. Uh, you know, analysis about our contract and the contract that we have with our, you know, own suppliers. And because they really want to understand, you know, the end-to-end -end view about how data is managed, uh, you know, and, uh, and transport. Uh, so uh, I think it's on all the different sectors and with specificity, as we said, you know, on the health sector in France, we have, you know, a few... Uh, a uh, few hospitals, which are our customers and are very, very strict about, you know, all their data is under, uh, as well as a government sector, but basically it's for all the customers. And with all that in mind, could you talk through how the relationship between the three companies is able to deliver a, an end-to-end -end solution for companies around data sovereignty? As, as you said, um, extremely important, end-to-end. -end. I think what we are trying to demonstrate here is that actually, um, we need to build up right from the YAS uh, versions all the way to the service, meaning that most of the time technical solutions are made of uh, something that is supposedly transparent for users. It's easy to use, simple to activate, right? But what we're seeing here is that if you really aim for data sovereignty, for the sovereignty of your service, you need to understand the various layers that are part of it. And, and I think the three of us sitting here and, and explaining things that each of us is in charge of one of the layer, which in the end is, is automatically orchestrated for the customer. But we owe this level of transparency for the people to truly trust the solutions that they want to go for. And I think we are picturing this will of IT provider to be fully transparent and to orchestrate each and everyone's solutions for the best of the customer usage in respect of the data sovereignty. No, I think I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of, of you guys because uh, exactly on purpose, um, we are a solution provider and for that, we are building a solution for the customers, right? We are technically providing what needs to be provided and for that, we also need a, a strong infrastructure where we deploy our solutions, speaking about the cloud here mainly, and uh, we are relying on uh, OVH cloud for that because it's not our... Uh, it's not our job to do that. We are concentrating mainly 
on providing the solutions and we are relying on uh, OVH Cloud for that because again, this is a trusted relationship we have here. It's also sharing values, that's important. And when we speak about sovereignty, I think there is a bit of, of value here because what we want to do at the end of the day is we are protecting the data of the customer so that the customer has his data and he, he owns it and we are not using that for any other purpose. And of course, obviously we need that solution to be on the market and for that we need uh, business partners like Nixo to be uh, on the field and really to distribute and to, to also to advise. It's not only distributing, you, you do the action of uh, deploying the solution to the customers. And this is where we need uh, the other part of, uh, of the, the relation with our business partners. This is here uh, Nixu with us. I think one important thing for me is uh, uh, with uh, Alcatelis Enterprise and OVH Cloud, we, are, we share uh, the same vision and uh, the same approach on data sovereignty. Uh, so uh, we discussed that, you know, already between, uh, between us, but it's really, you know, uh, the foundation about our partnership. We have the same vision uh, and we have the same vision for, 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 for our customers. So at any so what we want to be, is we want to be the, the trusted advisor for, for customers in terms of uh, uh, data sovereignty. So when we launch a new service, uh, we want to be sure that uh, all these data elements are taken into account and, and are managed you know, properly. So with our services, uh, we know exactly where the data is stored, how the data is managed. And for example, uh, for us in France, we have, uh, you know, um, all our operations are in France and we manage all the data in France. So we know exactly where the data is managed, is stored for us. And with, uh, and with uh, our partners for our, for, for our customers. I've just got a couple more questions for you. To start with, could you talk through how a more general UCAS solution can fit into this wider market? Yes, you know, as part of our strategy, you know, uh, unified communication as a service uh, is a key element of, uh, you know, uh, of our communication and collaboration uh, value proposition to the, to the, to the market. Uh, so we have, what we have done, uh, is we, um, we have launched uh, a rainbow calling, uh, which is a rainbow, uh, you know, uh, software and solution, uh, linked to our SIP, SIP trunking capabilities in France, as we are a telecommunications operator and we provide this a full, uh, solution, uh, to our customer. You know, the customer, uh, has, uh, Full unified communication and communication and collaboration as a, as a service, including the traffic, uh, with all the data sovereignty elements included. And my final question: How do you expect data sovereignty strategies to develop over the coming months and years? You know, we are, I think from my point of view, uh, and especially with the current circumstances uh, with the war in the in Ukraine. You know, we are just at the beginning uh, of, uh, you know, uh, data sovereignty and how data uh, is going to be uh, managed and especially and uh, above all protected. So within NXO, uh, you know, and it's also a question uh, about cybersecurity, uh, because as I said, you know, now uh, all the, the CISO, uh, you know, are, are looking deeply after uh, data sovereignty. So within NXO, what we do about that, obviously, as I said, you know, uh, we uh, really con we are working on certifications, uh, especially on the French uh, ANSI, uh, you know, uh, ANSI body, uh, and also uh, following the rules about uh, NISA in Europe. Uh, but also 
we have developed all our services, you know, are developed with this data sovereignty aspect. And on top of that, we are also developing uh, new cyber security solutions for, for our customers. So to give you an example, uh, we are launching, you know, a new SOC as a service solution uh, to detect uh, and uh, resolve a security incident on the customer, uh, on the customer network. It's also linked on, on data, uh, on data sovereignty. So, I think all the developments are on cybersecurity developments and to include as, uh, as early as possible the data sovereignty in our, uh, our new services. And on top of that, you know, we have, uh, as many companies, but we have, uh, we have appointed a, um, a DPO. And this DPO, you know, is also working closely with some of our biggest customers to advise them on how they should uh, how they should protect uh, their own data and what we can bring to them uh, to protect their own data. So obviously the trend will not change, it will even accelerate, so we will need more and more sovereignty because we all think as uh, you know, users in a daily basis that our data is ours and we don't want to see it used for something else. That's why we think in the enterprise world it is accelerating and this is a market demand, by the way. All our customers are now asking about this sovereignty and where the data is stored. So we need to make sure that uh, this is, uh, this is uh, still the case and will continue to be the case. What we are doing as a company to tackle that is uh, clearly, uh, it's not just a posture to say that we, ha we are doing uh, sovereignty. We are uh, putting in place all the processes. Uh, we are putting in place all the skills, all the operations, uh, all the support capabilities to make sure that we are really tackling that. Because as we said before, it's not uh, only uh, a technical solution that we give to the customers, it's a full operation um, process. And for that, we need to have the right skills. So I think that in the coming months, it will be about making sure that we train people, we are hiring the right skills, and we are going through the right process to make sure that this will be sustainable. I would agree uh, with my colleagues here. Uh, this is not something that is... Uh this is something that is here to stay and, and it's going to accelerate, you're right, Moussa. Um, I think big expectations around ENISA, uh, Europe, to formally uh, decide upon a reference certifications for, for the European countries uh, to back up, again, uh, the GDPR uh, uh, situations that we have with, you know, and I repeat it again, is not compliant with the current uh, Cloud Act uh, situation. So this is here to stay and, and to last. And, and, and I think... Uh, the tech world in general is, is, is starting to uh, come up with a new approach of solutions. Like still people will uh, vote and, and decide to go for solutions that are really uh, turnkey and actionable as, as the one that we are deploying, the three of us. But there will be an increasing requirement to understand the various layer. So there is full trust out of the solutions that they are going to use because they just can't afford having a kind of decision that it will take that will mistreat the data of users, customers, or employees. These companies cannot afford anymore uh, with the new world. And moreover, as the, indeed the very sad conflict that is uh, at the door of Europe nowadays, you can see how important it is to be in full control of the technology stack that you want to go for. If you do not understand the various layer, you cannot redeploy, you cannot protect, you cannot scale, you cannot revert. You are basically the prisoner of the solutions that you have chosen. You are not in control of the one you want to go for. And that, I think, is a totally new paradigm that we have to go for. 
Okay, I think that's a great place to leave things. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and a share on social media, and we'll see you next time.